Hey, Diggs, welcome to Dentist in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dentist in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. Ready to talk news. I know. And he probably wants to tell us everything's going to be fine. All right, team. So let's get down to it. The news this week is sort of heavy and, and interesting, very nuanced, I would say. So a little, uh, a little statistically driven. I will post links because even I can't read through all this in just the short period of time that we have. So just trudge with me a bit lightly. Of course, we had the gentleman that made the news on every social media platform that I follow who decided to, well, it's alleged, so we're going to leave it at that, um, that he poisoned his wife. I will say, just as a PSA from your friendly dentist in the know, if you're looking to commit crimes, probably don't Google search them before you do it. Uh, But other than that, we're still operating in the alleged Uh, category. It's just newsworthy for this program because he happened to be a dentist. Now on to more interesting news, I think that might apply to more folks. Um, The first thing that I wanted to bring up tonight was to talk about a, um, a group that was together recently, the American Association of Dental, Oral and Craniofacial Research, along with the Canadian Association of Dental Research. They were together uh, in March and they discussed Uh, the opioid prescription statistics currently related to dentists. Now, this has been a hot topic for several years, pre-pandemic, where many states started requiring uh, different tracking mechanisms for your opioid prescription practices. They required um, educational practices within your scope uh, and that you had to perform a certain number of continuing education hours for opioid prescriptions each year. So a lot of things changed pre-pandemic related to the opioid crisis that the U.S. was facing. Interesting, interestingly enough, uh, contrary to the original reporting where dentists were heavy contributors to the opioid prescriptions being given in the U.S., from 2015 to 2019, we saw a pretty big drop for most practitioners, reducing the number of opioid prescriptions. Now, there's a lot of statistics in this data, and and I don't want to get into the weeds of the actual stats that they highlighted. What I think is fascinating, particularly as a prescriber, is that this group broke us up. They have enough of the statistics of your prescription practice, your prescription writing practices, that they broke up dentists into numerous categories based on the number of general prescriptions you're writing. So that can include antibiotics, muscle relaxers, sedation medications, et cetera, but it also includes opioids. So they broke up the general population of dentists who are prescribing uh, prescriptions and then categorize them in statistical numbers that they were writing. And then of those heavy prescribers, medium prescribers, low prescribers, how many of those were opioids? They also looked at some of the niche markets where they uh, were most concerned, I think, about the number of opioid prescriptions and were trying to see if there had been a decrease 
in those prescriptions. A lot of heavy data in this particular uh, press release that they put out. I'll be happy to post it tomorrow uh, for your leisure and review heading into the weekend. But I thought it was really interesting because I never really thought about as a practitioner that they were lumping us uh, together as dentists, but also individually lumping us based on numbers of prescriptions and how intimately they are watching the activity. So uh, good news that we're slowly coming off the radar of opioid prescription contribution, um, but also just you know a continued heads up that they are watching pretty actively. Another article that came out uh, this week was related to a study that came out of the New York Medicaid claims, citing that the number of dental ED visits went up pretty substantially during the shutdown, which is not a surprise probably to most of us practitioners, because particularly in states like New York and California that had much tighter restrictions on when dental offices could reopen, there were a lot of patients sort of left in this middle place where they needed to seek care, um, but were unable to be seen in their local dental office. And so the statistical reporting coming out of that particular article noted that ED visits went up pretty precipitously in the 30% range for emergency visits, and they were attributed to dental causes. Um, And that was tied into the time periods in which the dental offices were closed. So there is a lot to learn from that particular news article and and research data point. Obviously, it's to uh, highlight and appreciate when dentists became essential again and were able to reopen. Our role in healthcare management, both uh, in our local communities, but also to help manage the patient population coming into the emergency departments. Um, And it's interesting to note this because the health education, labor and, uh, hold on, labor and pension Senate committee was starting to seek comment just this week as they're re-looking at their pandemic uh, act that they have in place that is, you know, meant to uh, deal with, and I, Let me quote this correctly. The Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act is up for uh, re-upping this year. And they're looking for some comments from different organizations and individuals as they start to uh, model, adjust, create uh, parameters. And what have we learned from the COVID pandemic moving forward for healthcare providers So it's interesting that statistics like this are coming out to show how essential dental care is in a community, particularly in a pandemic situation, because we're able to alleviate some of the burden of our emergency room departments. So all of these things are starting to play together. I thought it was kind of an interesting correlation that these things are happening uh, a little bit in the same time period. I don't think, I I do think coincidentally, but I do think interesting nonetheless. Um, As we start to move forward in 2023 to look at uh, both dental's role in uh, preparedness for whatever the next pandemic may be, but also how do we well equip our communities to be ready to respond? And if I, I would be very lost if I didn't remind you one more time The open comment period for the CDT code enhanced modifiers will be the end of this month. So if you have any desire whatsoever to impact 
any future changes in how we do billable services in the dental community, uh, you really should get onto the ADA's website and find out how you can participate in that process. We do have a deadline coming up very soon. It will be at the end of the month. And Jeff, you'll be really happy to note that the sleep apnea code uh, and sleep appliances has been officially approved in the CDT code book and will be official as of the twin as of 2024. Lastly, one last thing. The ERC or the Employee Retention Credit has gained a lot of attention over the last couple of years, uh, probably specifically over the last few months. In fact, I even saw a booth at Chicago Midwinter of a company who was uh, marketing and trying to attract business to file their employment retention credits for the IRS. Now, this is a legitimate IRS relief opportunity for employers that meet certain criteria. And I'll be happy to post that for you if you haven't pursued the opportunity for an ERC for your tax for taxable years 2020 and 2021. But please be wary. The ADA and the IRS have posted a lot of information about scams out there of companies that are trying to help small businesses and specifically dentists to try to capture this revenue from the IRS. Buyer beware. And with that, that's the news. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession. So let's make it a great day, Dinks. <laughs> <laughs>